Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know I love in the world of entertainment from movies, television shows, music, and also video games. Um, this is episode 10 and um, it has been a really awesome couple months of starting this podcast. I've gotten a lot of great responses um, and a lot of good feedback as well, so just going to keep doing my thing. Um, so this week, actually, in particular, I, I've kind of developed the last couple months a sort of pattern of how I want to do things um, each month. Like every month I um, will do talk about one um, television show, one film, one video game, and uh, one artist of music. Um, and so this particular week, though, I'm switching things up um, for reasons um, I was originally going to talk about a particular band, but because I'm actually going to their concert, um, I wanted to wait till I was fresh off the concert. So it was like really fresh in my mind. They are one of my favorite bands, but I'm going to save that band until next week. Um, and so because I haven't gone to the concert yet, I'm going to switch it to movies, which is fine because I already knew which movie series I was going to be talking about. So it worked out anyway. It's very fitting for October because it's a horror film franchise. Um, my literal favorite horror, horror film franchise. And that, my friends, is the film franchise Scream. Um, scream, Scream, Scream. So, there is so much to talk about with Scream. Um, I'm specifically talking about the film, film franchise. There is a television series, television series Scream as well, based off of the film. But um, I'm sticking with the film franchise today. So the film Scream came out in 1996. Um, it was directed by uh, Wes, Wes Craven, the late Wes Craven, um, who, of course, was like the master of horror films when it comes to directing horror films. And also the whole concept and whole idea and story and screenplay of Scream, um, the just original idea concept, was um, all created by Kevin Williamson. Um, and I'll get more into detail about Kevin Williamson later. Um, but essentially, he wrote Scream 1, 2, and also 4. I think they had some extra writers come in to make some adjustments of Scream 4, but he was the principal writer, right, from my understanding, behind that. And then he had some concept ideas for Scream 3, um, but I think he was working on teaching Mrs. Tingle at the time, which was an original screenplay in his directorial uh, film as well. And so Scream 3 in itself uh, was written by Aaron Kruger, who, from my understanding... Um, kind of dismissed some of the ideas and directions that Williamson had had for that film, um, which again, I'll talk more specifically on later, but that's kind of like the gist of, you know, how it came to be. There is a fifth Scream film coming out in January, um, which I will also get more into details later about, um, and that will be in January 14th, 2022. So I, of course, am over the moon about that, um, and I will again talk very specifically about that towards the end of today's episode. So starting as always with my discovery of Scream and just, you know, coming across Scream, the very first film. Um, originally, the, my, my earliest memory of it, I mean, I knew um, some of my siblings had seen the film, but I remember um, my sisters renting it from the video store and watching it with them. So I'm assuming that's probably the first time I saw it. Um, it would have been easily in 1996. Um, so like once it came out on, you know, video or whatever. Um, and so that would have been my first time, uh, watching the film. Um, just some sort of backstory here. 
Um, I myself, I'm not like a super horror film buff. Um, I will watch some horror films. It just depends. Like if the story's like really good, um, I can I can kind of dive in. But if it's a little too like gory and stuff, like I tend to veer away from stuff like that just because like it just becomes all about that and like where's the story. Um, and so for me, like Scream, the the film, the Scream film franchise is essentially like one of my favorite film franchises like of all time. Like it doesn't matter the fact that it's kind of into the horror genre because it does fit into other genres as well. Um, it kind of factors around a mystery. It has its comedy. I consider it kind of a horror comedy at times. Um, so it, it kind of floats around different genres. So it doesn't really just classify as being a horror film. I mean, of course there's blood and gore and there's, you know, murder and stuff, but it's kind of about other stuff too, which makes it more clever than your average, you know, horror film. I'm also going to try, I'm also going to try to not have spoilers within this. I'm going to try really hard. If I get to a point where I feel like there's something I have to reveal that involves like who the killer is or the killers are or something like that, um, I will give you a heads up, but I'm going to really try <laughs> to talk about all four of these films um, as vaguely as possible without giving that kind of information away. So like some of the stuff I'm going to talk about is going to be, of course, about like the plot and the, the overall storyline of each of the Scream films. Um, but I'm going to just try to keep it as vague when it comes to who the killer is or the killers are or something like that. I'm going to just try to keep it vague. So just a heads up on that. Okay. So Scream, the story, um, the original Scream is essentially about um, this serial killer who has this white mask and he's called Ghostface. So you know how we have like Freddy Krueger, there's like Michael Myers, Jason wears like the hockey mask. So in this film, Scream series, um, Ghostface is the name of the killer. Like that's the name of the character in the, in the costume is the Ghostface costume. Um, and so the film is about um, this killer who uh, calls people on the phone and he calls them on the phone and he basically plays a game with them and asks them, you know, what's your favorite scary movie in this like really creepy voice. And they have kind of a conversation. The person on the other line thinks it's just a joke, which of course it's not. The killer is actually typically outside the house or sometimes inside the house. And then Essentially, there's no way to actually win the game. The trivia movie trivia game that the Ghostface plays with them, like, doesn't matter if you answer right, you die. You answer wrong, you die anyway. So um, it's just kind of this really psycho guy who's, like, just going around killing teenagers in the city of Westboro. And so the first um, character um, to meet their demise is the amazing Drew Barrymore, um, whose character's name is Casey. And so that is one of the more iconic scenes. So Casey's like at home by herself. She, the phone rings, she answers it. This guy is playing with her and like, you know, haha, like, what are you doing? And she's like, okay, who's this? And she doesn't really recognize the voice. So eventually like he reveals, like he's kind of watching her um, and her boyfriend, she finds out is like outside on the, on the porch, um, you know, tied up and everything. And so if he get, if she gets the question wrong, um, the boyfriend's going to, you know, get slashed and diced and everything. Um, so she 
answers the questions. Doesn't really matter, but um, the, the boyfriend ends up getting killed and gutted, and it's really gross and disgusting. Um, and so the killer chases her around the house. She gets murdered as the parents come home, and that is pretty much what sets the tone for the film. And so right off the bat, we're like, okay, who is this killer? Like, what is his deal with scary movies? Why is he asking specifically about that? Um, why is he targeting the people he's targeting? Um, and what's up with that? So then we cut to um, Sidney Prescott. And the reason I can talk about it in this way, guys, is because I've seen this film series so many times that like I literally could probably quote the whole movie beginning to end. Um, so Sidney Prescott is who the is the heroine of the entire Scream franchise. Um, she is like you know Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween movies. I mean, she is like the heroine of the entire series. Um, and so the film centers around her and her high school friends um, in the city of Westboro. And basically throughout the film, people are getting called up, getting killed um, left and right, you know, in the school, outside of the school. Um, there's like a big party at the end where like there's a whole, um, you know, murdery stuff going on. And the whole time, like, you don't really understand, like, why is this like the guy, the, the person on the other line of this phone is specifically tar targeting Sydney. And we are like, what is the deal with this person? Why are they after Sydney Prescott? Like, what is her deal? Like, she seems like just an ordinary teenage girl. Um, she seems nice to people. Like, she has a lot of friends, a lot of varieties of personalities of friends. Um, and so we're trying to figure that out. But, like, there's, it's also, um, again, wondering why. Like, what is the motive? Um, and so it sounds like a pretty simple premise um, of, of film. But what sets Scream apart is the idea that it is essentially a movie about movies. Um, the whole concept of Scream and like the conversations the characters have typically all revolve around scary movies as a genre because the killer is asking and posing these questions about horror films. Um, that creates an opportunity for all the characters to kind of talk about horror films. Some of the um, cliches, some of the um, typical things that would happen in a horror film, who's most likely to die, why they're most likely to die. Because as we all know, if you've seen like any horror movie prior to this, um, there are certain tropes and certain tricks that the, the horror writers and directors fall into that it's like, oh, they have to die because, you know, this is what's going on or this this is why. Um, and so there's one character in particular that is a fan favorite um, played by Jim, Jamie Kennedy named Randy. Randy is kind of like the um, one of one of Sid's really good friends. He has like a secret crush on her, but she he's kind of like nerdy to her. Like and he just feel like he's never going to be like he, he just has this unrequited love for Sydney. Like he's in love with Sydney, um, but for her for her, he's just like a friend. But he's super knowledgeable about scary movies. So he has some scenes talking about um, murder and how it works. And then there's other scenes where he's talking about films and how, you know, if people just watch certain films, they'd like figure out who the killer is because the whole town is trying to figure it out. Um, some other main characters, there's Deputy Dewey, played by David Arquette, who is Sydney's best friend's brother, older brother. And he's kind of just starting out as like a deputy um, for the town. So, like, he's trying to help solve the case and he's kind of like a goober and um you know he kind of stumbles into stuff you know with accidentally but like also helps to figure stuff out at the same time so he's kind of somewhat the comic relief and then there's um courtney cox who plays gail weathers who is um a news journalist who is covering the murder um the murders rather that are going on um also 
backdrop here for Sydney's character. So Sydney is played by Nev Campbell, um, and we learn as the film goes on that Sydney had a mother who was also murdered, um, and they suspect that it was this guy named Cotton Weary because you know she was having an affair with him. Um, and Sydney's testimony essentially sent Cotton to jail, but Gail is kind of convinced that, you know, well, Sydney, you think you saw something, but maybe you didn't. And Sydney just wanted justice for her mom. So she kind of like just assumed that she saw what she saw and put Cotton at the scene. And then that's how he is in jail. So there's also this other guy, Cotton Weary, who is sitting in jail um, for the murder of Sydney's mom. So all of this seems to relate somehow to Sydney, the mom. And so the whole movie, you're like, okay, is the dad the killer? Like, is Cotton really, is Cotton, he, is he actually the killer? Like, there's a million different theories that you could come up with um, as you watch. And like, you'll go from, like, the first watch is always the best. When I, when I sit down and watch this with people that have never seen it, it's always funny because like, people go back and forth and go, oh, could it be this person, that person? Um, Sydney also has a boyfriend um, whose name is Billy Loomis, and he's played by Ski Oltrich. And his best friend, and the, another guy that's kind of a friend of their all of the friends, um, is his best friend Stu, um, who is played by Matthew Lillard. So there's a whole bunch of cast of characters within this whole world of um, Scream in Westboro, and and like that's what makes it also great is because there's so many options of like who it could be. Um, and so the gist of the series is just like Sydney basically trying to constantly survive. When we get into the second one, um, I, again, I'm going to try to keep things as vague as possible, but I mean, Sydney is the heroine of the whole series. So pretty much through all of them, she survives. I'm not going to try to talk too much about other people other than, well, I mean, some of the more obvious ones, of course, like David Arquette's character and also Courtney Cox's character. Um, these are going to be like the three primary people that tend to survive them. I mean, there are other people, but these are the three basically become like the three main characters of Scream. So when we get to the second Scream film, um, what has happened in this world of Sydney's world um, is they have Hollywood essentially has created a, a film within this film Scream called Stab. And so Stab is basically based off of a book that Gail Weathers, um, played by Courtney Cox, um, had written and it's kind of like you the book was used essentially as um, sort of a um, murder story that says Gail wrote about everything that happened in the first one and so stab the film series within this film scream that we're watching is created and so that's what's going on in Sydney's world as well Sydney herself is off to college with with some friends some familiar faces some new faces um, and the killer strikes again, and this time with the film Stab also out, which is about Sydney in her life, um, surviving this psycho killer thing, um, person. With that all going on, um, she's now having to, you know, attend college, and the killer's like killing people in her college. And so obviously there's some unfinished business with this new killer that seems to have um, now targeted Sydney once again and her friends and family and stuff like that. Um, then the third Scream film is, um, again, the one that was not written by Kevin Williamson. Um, I believe he had some story ideas for the Scream, third Scream film, but again, um, Aaron Kruger is the principal screenwriter for Scream 3, and from my understanding, he kind of just like dismissed some of the ideas that Kevin Williamson had um, and just went in a different direction, um, from my understanding. Um, and so Scream 3 is gonna have less of Sydney, um, a lot less of Sydney actually, 
Um, and it's really more about um, the stab films kind of having taken off and like they're filming a new stab film and the characters that are in the fictional stab film, the actors, are now the ones kind of getting killed off. So Dewey gets called in, Gale comes into the picture to kind of cover the story. Um, and so it's kind of about Dewey and Gale sort of trying to help these actors, these fictional actors, um, survive the stab film um, killer who's killing everyone and asking where Sydney is. Um, and so there's there's some crazy connection now this killer and the third one has again to Sydney. So Sydney has to come back into the film and like try to like fight him off and that kind of thing. Finally, um, where we ended in 2011, so Scream 3 came out in 2000. Um, 2011 was Scream 4. So this was the most recent Scream film was Scream 4. Um, so this time it's supposed to be like years later, Sydney's older, she's more mature. Again, Gale and Dewey have, have um, you know, gotten married and developed a relationship that way. Um, but everyone's older, and now we're focusing on an entirely new generation of high school students. We're back in Westboro. Um, Sydney is promoting her book, her, her memoir, basically about her experiences surviving this killer, or killers rather, um, over the years and just kind of dealing with that and, and moving forward. It's, I think it's called Out of Darkness or something. Um, and so the fourth Scream film is just about she comes there to promote the book in Westboro and uh, this killer, whoever he or she may be, finds out and is now targeting high school students, again, trying to get Sydney's attention and they have some issue once again with Sydney Prescott. So Sydney, again, is just a character that is constantly getting thrown into these situations. Um, not of course wanting to be with Gale and Dewey always as well. Um, and you know, some, every, some people die, some people survive. Um, it just keeps going on and on and on. So that is, that is basically the sort of summation of the Scream film franchise. Um, now it sounds like your average, um, you know, horror film. So I'm, def I definitely want to jump into like, you know, the standout components just so, um, you kind of all understand like where I'm coming from and why this is one of my favorite uh, scream my one of my favorite film franchises. Um, so first off, the casting. So the casting uh, with Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, I mean Jamie Kennedy. I mean there's tons and tons of big names um, in these films, and it just um, all of them seem very dedicated to the franchise. Like those of them that survive anyway. Um, they, it's almost like one of those things where it's, it's like every new Scream film to come out is almost like a reunion, um, for like the main three, you know, and like they, they get to come together and like, they really give it their all. Like we never feel like, you know, Nev Campbell's being like super like, whatever, like, I don't care about this. I mean, she really gives like a hundred percent every single time. And she's just a really great actress in general as our David, Ar David Arquette's a great actor and, and also Courtney Cox. They're all great actors. And so it's like to have that kind of talent in a horror film in itself is not very common. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, in, in Halloween, but like, again, it's not typical to have that. Like, there's a, usually a lot of like throwaway characters in these kinds of films that, you know, they, they're just there because they're gonna be a dead body like coming up pretty soon, like once the killer gets them, that kind of thing. Um, the story of the Scream film franchise is something that I just really love and enjoy watching. Um, it is kind of, it, like I said, it is a mystery film series because a lot of it every time is trying to figure out, okay, like who is the killer? Who could it be? Why? What's the motive? And I'm like a sucker for those kinds of films anyway. Like I love like whodunits and like trying to figure out stuff. I've talked before how I really like true crime and that kind of stuff. 
Um, and so it has a lot to do with that being why. Um, but I love the fact that the film franchise that Kevin Williamson has created with his idea, um, along with Wes Craven developing it, um, I love the self-awareness that this series has. Um, it is, it has so many moments where it's like your typical, like serious, like slasher teen slasher horror film when you're like, oh my gosh. And it's like jump scares and like he's hiding in the closet and he's hiding, you know, up the stairs or, you know, he's right outside the house, that kind of thing. And that happens all the time. It's got all of the stereotypes and all of the cliches of like horror films. Um, but it's also kind of making fun of itself. A lot of the characters, um, often are very self-aware of the tropes and the cliches that these kinds of films usually have and they have no problem talking about it and that's what makes the dialogue and the conversations the characters have so funny and so fun um never i can't think of like any other horror series where i find it to be as fun as the scream franchise the films are just fun to part it's like a participation for the audience too you're going through this thing with sydney and dewey and Gale all over again. It's like a whole new group of characters, and you're like, what? once again, someone's trying to kill Sydney, and like, is she gonna survive this time? Is she not? And then you think, well, it's Sydney, she has to survive, right? Um, and like, they just they do a really good job with keeping it fresh every single time. And I think for me, it's most of it, I think, is tr attributed to Kevin Williamson's writing as well. Kevin Williamson, um, I mean, he's done tons of things, like, he's the creator of Dawson's Creek. Um, he wrote, I know what you did last summer, the faculty, he's one of the developers for, um, Vampire Diaries. Um, the man knows how to write, but he even more so, in my opinion, knows how to write teenagers. Um, and that's something I think gets lost in a lot of cinema today, especially, um, and I think he knows how to write clever, smart teenager. Um, and when, he, like, the characters that he creates in his world in Westboro, along with Sydney and everyone else... Um, they're all super original, like they're all very distinct and like whether it is the villain who he's writing, who ends up being the killer or the, or, you know, the best friend or like the, the father or just all, all the different cast of characters that there are, that there are throughout this film series. Um, he really knows how to write distinct characters, um, and also develop the current ones that he's been, ha that he's had all this time as, as, again. Um, and so that makes everything feel fresh. Like you never, I, I mean, there are some times, I mean, of course, like it does have some moments where you're like, okay, like that person would totally die if that really happened, that kind of thing. I mean, those kinds of things happen in these kinds of movies all the time. But for some reason, there's something that seems so authentic to this world of Westboro and something that feels so, um, so real every time. It's like every new film of Scream you know, we've we've heard this stuff before. I mean, that's actually a line <laughs> um, in one of the Scream films that Sydney says. I think it's the third one. Um, and so, but what I'm saying is, is like, we as the audience has heard so many of this stuff before. Like, Killer goes after teenagers and follows them forever, trying to kill everybody. And like, there's one particular character that they're constantly after all the time for some weird reason. I mean, that's something that has been done before. But because the characters are so well written and like it has it involves a more comedic take on the horror genre as a whole, marrying that together, it makes it so much more fun and original to watch. Like I'm not even like somebody who like again, I don't enjoy most of the time I don't really enjoy like gory stuff and like 
just like gratuitous violence, but it kind of makes fun of even that. Like some of the kill scenes um, with Ghostface and like a character, I mean, they get sometimes downright ridiculous, but it never feels like like where you're like, like where, where it's so like, I can't even watch this. It's so disgusting because they, 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 they pair it with sort of funny moments as well that it's, it's like, so like you're, you're, you have this disconnect while also being connected to the characters that you really care about. So it's really weird and interesting um, because it could go really bad. Like, I mean, with, with another writer and, and anyone else's hands, I mean, something like this could get very, could go very poorly in terms of execution. But I think because the characters and the actors, um, the characters are written so well, the actors perform those characters so well, they really cast, um, actors who like are already, are already great at their craft. Um, and they can really deliver believable performances. Like you really believe like these characters are really getting chased down the hallway or like this killer is really after them or the killer really is the killer. I mean, that's how good they are. Like when in, any of the killers that are always revealed um, from the first through the fourth one, all of them are cast with amazing actors that you're like, oh my gosh. Like sometimes it's like, okay, like, I mean, I admit sometimes I'm like, okay, I thought that was probably the killer and then I'm right. And then sometimes I'm totally off, but it's because, you know, the actor did such a good job convincing us otherwise. Like they, you know, of course, convinced Sydney they weren't the killer either so it just has all of that going for it this film franchise and I am like over the moon about the new Scream film um, I believe it's just simply called Scream it's supposed to be like a whole new storyline with again the original three um, Gail you know Sydney and Dewey but again we never know if they're gonna survive or not every every film I mean when you go online and and read about stuff it's like people always think oh is this going to be the one where dewey dies or sydney dies or you know maybe sydney's the killer maybe you know gail's the killer that kind of stuff um the newest scream trailer for the new film coming out in january of next year um it actually just came out last week um and i was already going to talk about this film franchise because it being october and everything and i knew the film was coming out i just didn't know they were releasing the trailer so soon um and so yeah like when i saw it it looks great it is the first film uh, in the Scream film franchise that was not um, directed by Wes Craven because he is passed. Um, and so this film is going to be directed by Matt uh, Bettinelli-Open and also Tyler Gillette. And it also has new writers too, James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. Um, now, some Scream fans... Um, there's a lot of division with the third Scream film because, you know, Kevin Williamson didn't have as much of a hand in that one from... From what it seems like like he was kind of working on other things and kind of had ideas but those ideas didn't really get fleshed out with you know aaron kruger writing it um i love all the scream films like i i really i mean they're all for me distinctly different from one another and yet all equally good in their own way um i will say scream 3 feels the more fun one i think it's the most like the, the least serious one and and more just like a fun time um, the other ones have that fun component, but like they're a little bit more serious and like kind of in your face in terms of like the kill scenes and like the, the motive and stuff like that. Um, Scream, the, the fifth Scream film, simply again called Scream, um, is, you know, Kevin Williamson is one of the executive producers. So at least he has some connection to it um, this time. So I think those those people who don't love Scream 3 because it wasn't exactly written by him. Um, I think that uh, from, from what I've read online, just like on like YouTube and stuff and like comments and things, 
um, on social media. It seems like everybody, judging from the trailer, most people that I've seen and talked about it seem like they're really interested in this new Scream. They, they seem like they're going to, like, you know, see where it goes and that it, it feels more like Scream. And that's something that I, I can honestly say about Scream 4 as well, which I also love. I think, I don't know if I have a favorite, but that one's definitely up there for me. Um, and I think I just love the characters in that one. I mean, there's a lot of really good new characters in Scream 4 as well. Um, and it just has uh, that really perfect balance of like good mystery, good comedy, um, good scary moments, and and it just really works. So a lot of so a lot of people feel like um, that some stuff I've read about the fifth Scream um, and like the trailer for it and everything. Um, some comments I've read, people are calling it um, a little bit dark looking, like it looks very dark in terms of the tone of the film. I mean, it kind of does, but I have a feeling that it's going to be kind of what we as Scream fans want. Um, I'm, I'm really expecting, you know, a good fan service with the film, which which I appreciate because this series has always kind of had that. Um, it, it, in a way, I feel like the, the actors who continue to survive these films and everything, I really do think a big portion of why they do it is because, um, you know, they know how much the fans really love the series. They know, like, we are going to go to the movies 100% to see it, um, and, and we're going to be entertained and have a good time, because there's really no film like the Scream film franchise. Um, and so, just kind of recapping a little bit um, in terms of what I feel makes this film franchise so great. Um, is first off the rewatch value like even though i've seen each of these films scream one two three four a million times um i still find myself watching it if it's on like netflix or if it's on like streaming anything or even if it's just on regular tv like i always will stop and watch it i will watch it through um because i just it's just so it's fun to watch it's just like a really it's something that you can just have on and like quote it and remember a lot of nostalgic moments that you had when you first saw it um, it really has that going for it. Um, it is unlike any other horror film in that it has so many, it plays with so many genres um, and makes fun of itself. It's And it's super self-aware. Nobody, um, I, I can't think of any film um, in this particular typical genre of horror that kind of covers it so well in that way. Um, where it just com like the, the characters themselves comment on the cliches of horror films um, while also trying to survive those same cliches. Like it just it's just so clever um, and there is just really nothing like it, like I keep saying. Um, and of course, the cast of characters. I mean, every single film, all of the heroes, all of the villains that are out throughout throughout the series, everyone in between that gets gets killed. <laughs> Um, everyone really just commits to the series and I don't know what it is. I mean, because the stories are completely different from each other. Um, you know, the, the plots are very different. Um, I mean, you always have the central plot of like, okay, a killer trying to kill Sydney. I mean, that's like always the thing, but all of the characters around that center, um, all of the cast just really seem to fully commit to these films. And I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I just, I've never really seen anything like it where, like, a film, I mean, this film, the first film, like I said, came out in 1996, and we have a new one coming out in 2021. I mean, this is, like, 20 years of filmmaking, basically. Um, and, again, we continue to get, like, really committed actors to a project that just fans just love. 
Um, and and everyone I know that like loves the film series, they typically love it for the same reasons. I mean, I've I've talked to many people who they're not. It's not about being like a super horror film fan. I mean, if you are a horror film fan, I mean, you kind of have to love Scream somewhat because it's kind of about. It's like a film about a film. Um, but even if you're not uh, like super into horror films. Um, you can still be entertained in terms of the mystery and investing in the characters because they're written so well. There are, of course, like the stereotypical characters and like, um, and some of the motives for why the killer does what they do. Um, I mean, some of it's kind of like, okay, like, yeah, that makes sense. But like, again, it's always performed and delivered in a very original way. That is just what makes it enjoyable. I think because, um, that kind of thing, like I said, there's always been teen slasher films and, and stuff. And, and I mean, people have, have liked those films, but like people love Halloween, for example, and it's a great series as well. Um, but Scream just has a difference in that it's as it's super self-aware of itself. Scream just stands apart, though, from all of those other types of horror films like slasher films simply for the fact that it is so self-aware. The killer or the killer is self-aware. Um, the heroes are so, are self-aware um and they they just go into these situations like with us the audience um ready to tackle the next killer unmask them and you know hear the motive and you know try to survive and it just keeps going on and on and on so um that is why i know i love scream the film franchise i mean i think someday i mean i may try to talk about each of these films individually um, like starting, of course, with Scream 1, and, and maybe I'll, I might get into more like spoiler type of stuff. I just wanted to kind of do like a really broad um, conversation about this film series because it is so good while also trying to not spoil it for people. But maybe eventually in like some sometime I can uh, talk about each film individually. Um, I, I may actually do that because each film is worth talking about individually. Um, regardless of how people feel about Scream 3, again, like I said, I really love all of them equally. Anytime anyone is on uh, streaming of any kind, I will watch any one of them that is available to watch, like every single time. But I do feel like each film is deserving of its own podcast in a way. I just felt like I wanted to find a time um, to discuss Scream before the fifth Scream came out. Um, and like that way it was, it was kind of set in motion and prepared for the fifth Scream. Um, and I thought, you know, being October before that, it's perfect timing. So like, you know, November, it's not really a November or December type of movie. So I just thought it would be more appropriate to talk about it, you know, closer we get to Halloween and stuff. Just kind of, it's kind of uh, creepy and stuff. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so that is why I know I love the Scream film franchise. Um, again, if you have not seen Scream, man, um, check it out. It's, it's not what you think. It's got some of the typical horror film jump scary type of stuff and slasher film stuff. But like it's very different. It's got such an amazing commentary on pop culture. Um, I think this film has just inspired so many films that have tried to do what it does and just not anywhere near close as what Kevin Williamson has written um, and created for us. Um, nothing has even come close. I mean, there have been films where I'm like, mm, this is kind of like trying to be Scream, you know, okay. Um, but it's never as good. It just Scream was just the first one to have such a strong commentary on the genre of horror films um, and just the commentary of pop culture in itself. Like it really just has a strong voice. Um, and I think it is just such an important part of 
um, American pop culture at the same time because of that. Um, because it can be a film related to this kind of genre and still have literally something to say. Um, and I think that is very admirable and that's just why I know I love it. So hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And uh, again, we will be doing music next week since I didn't get to do it this week um, because I'm going to the concert this week. So I'm super excited. Um, and I will talk about that band next week. So until then, thanks for listening and have a good week. Thank you for listening to the I Know I Love Podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock, on Instagram at I Know I Love Podcast. Here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.